Oh my gosh, you guys, I am so, so excited to share with you these next two episodes. We recorded them together, kind of, but I had two beautiful women who are super intelligent and super passionate about what they do. The first one was Dawn McCraw, attorney at law. When I met her years ago at Go Clean Credit, who her husband currently is still running Go Clean Credit, but she got her law degree so she could really help the injustices when it came to consumer credit and how it's reported. It is so important that our FICO scores are where they need to be. And she educated us on everything FICO. I know it sounds a little dry, but if you're trying to buy a home, a car, do anything, establish credit, it's really an episode you do not want to miss. And meanwhile, we also had Tara Krieg of AmeriFirst Financial come in and kind of piggyback because Tara looks at credit reports all the time and she can educate us on what is required to get a mortgage. But she also does some wonderful, wonderful classes through Dave Ramsey. And what I love about that is today we are currently in an environment where if somebody doesn't have a good savings account and good credit score, they're not getting a house. Used to be just a couple years ago, first time home buyer getting a gift from mom and dad, two pennies to rub together and barely uh, getting approved by the hair on their chinny chin chin was enough. Today it's not. So I wanted to bring you the resources needed so that you could learn how to take care of that credit and get yourself your financial house in order, as Tara says. So hope you guys enjoy both shows and let us know if there's anything we can do to help. Welcome to our show and thanks for joining us. This is Grateful Heart, the motivational Arizona real estate and business show. We're here to inspire you to believe in yourself, to dare to dream about your infinite and divine possibilities, to blow open your mind to creating your most abundant reality possible as our thoughts are so powerful. I found turning my own personal grief into gratitude raised my vibration to be in tune for receiving prosperity, help, and connecting to God's source. I'm your host, Rebecca Rains of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. If you have any questions and are watching us live on our Facebook page, you can comment and we will do our best to answer while we are live on the show, so do not be shy. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, it's The Grateful Heart Show with your host, Rebecca Rains. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much. Today is the last week, starting the last week of March. And in studio, I have Tara Krieg of AmeriFirst Financial. Welcome to the show, Tara. Thank you. Hi, guys. Hi. And we also have an outstanding guest I'm super excited to yep. introduce. Let's see if I do this right. There she is, Don <laughs> McCraw, Price Law Group. Thank you, Don, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're happy to have you. I was just sharing right before we started the show. So this week we are back to business, guys. We're talking shop, we're talking interest rates, we're talking credit scores, we are talking saving money. Those are all really like screaming fascinating topics, right? Like you guys just cannot wait to get started. Right? <laughs> it's gonna be an awesome it's show. It's awesome. It, okay, right. so seriously, I was just telling Dawn right before we started. When I had her on last year on the radio show, when we were still downtown Phoenix and do, going live on the radio, we had so many compliments about all the wonderful information that Dawn brought to us that I thought it was time, especially in light of current market conditions, that we have Dawn back on again to help us understand the cost of credit and how to fix it and why it's so important and what she does. So Donna, bear with me one hot second. Um, the cost of credit, 
bad credit that is and what you can do to improve your score. I just want to give Dawn a little shout out and a little background. She is coming to us from Price Law Group and their website is pricelawgroup.com. Dawn, I'm going to have her share with you about her history, but I met her years ago through Go Clean Credit. She is, I believe, still part owner of it and her husband runs it and they are just fantastic at what they do over there. They have helped so many of our clients and I'm sure that if you need the help, they can help you too. Dawn, do you mind sharing a little bit about your background since I just kind of blew through that really fast? Obviously, you know it much better than I do. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, thank you. So um, so basically, I, my husband and I, uh, after I had a career in engineering, and then, uh, well, so did my husband, and then we ended up uh, purchasing a credit restoration business um, many years ago. And I became so passionate about what I was seeing and the really bad behavior from banks and credit bureaus and uh, collection agencies that I went to law school and <laughs> became an attorney. So now I'm a consumer protection attorney that, um, and I litigate for consumers um, against these abuses. So, um, and I love it. And uh, yeah, I'm so glad, great decision to do. Well, <laughs> so more love. power to you because you were amazing before you became an attorney. And I'm sure now that you've got the law degree behind you, they are not getting away with nearly as much as they probably did before you came around. Um, <laughs> that said, I was so dumbfounded the first time I saw Dawn in action. It was back in like 2013. We were in downtown central Phoenix. Seriously, grassroots efforts here. I did a first-time homebuyer down payment assistance seminar. And Dawn was kind enough to come. And the PowerPoint presentation that she did like I learned so much that I've literally had it on my website for years now. And lucky for us, she has updated that PowerPoint presentation and she is gonna go over it with us today because the amount of great information that she's gonna share with you, the way I look at it, Tara, is down the road, you and I have to chat with any of our clients like we both always do. Yeah. And we strategize with them all the time on things to do and how to get into that house. How nice is it going to be that I can just say, hey, check out this video we did with Dawn McCraw over at Price Law Group, and she's going to show you and explain to you why your FICO score is so important and the differences between the two. So without too much further ado, Dawn, if you're okay, I'm not going to share my screen with you yet. I don't want you to share your screen just yet. <laughs> um, but for Go Clean Credit, I did notice something that I thought was interesting. When I first met you years ago, I loved the full-service one-on-one legal assistance type of support and it now looks like you guys are offering a do-it-yourself for $99 I guess that's a monthly service you guys are offering yes and, and actually that's uh no $99 is the full service price and it's actually my husband who he does run the um go clean the credit uh-huh yeah he runs go clean credit I'm pretty busy <laughs> doing what I'm doing um, and uh, yeah he does have a do-it-yourself um, and it's it's actually I think he's he's working on the pricing right now but it's gonna be super affordable that's so. great. well that is crazy so that's not a monthly fee that I saw on the website that is truly because a lot of I've written some blogs over the years which mm -hmm. now I've learned from Don are a little bit outdated and the advice isn't as current as I would like so I'm excited to write a new one based off of the education we're going to receive today. So everything I always said was how people can do things on their own. And I'm excited to hear that for 99 bucks that they can learn how to do it through you guys too. So that's amazing. Uh, Dawn, with all of that said, I think it's time. 
I'm, I'm going to turn over the wheels of the car to you so we can get into that PowerPoint presentation that I'm super excited about, okay? I know, okay. I'm so nerdy. <laughs> Things like this get me excited. I love it because you know good. how impactful it is for families. It really is. Okay, um, and are you seeing it? We are seeing your screen. Yes, we are. Okay, awesome. Okay, so um, so let me go to the first the first slide here, which is really the impact of um, the cost of credit on mortgages, um, where you're going to see the most impact. I really love this site from myfico.com. It's the only site that I know of that just a regular consumer can go and just get a sense of the differences between credit scores and how that's impacting your mortgage payments. This is updated quite, quite often. Um, this one was this one that I just pulled from the website is um, March 11th. So just but in the last just, couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So if you just Google um, my FICO uh, mortgage calculator, then you will be able to find it. But the website is right there. Oh, yeah. My right I see it right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so, it's, it's really handy because it will tell you, you know, there's there is quite a difference, as you can see here, the difference between having a 620, which you can still qualify for a mortgage at 620, but you're going to pay a lot more. Yeah. Um, now, so a lot of loans and, and this is Tara will have obviously much more current information, but some loans you only need to have a 720 or above, and some of them a 760, some a 780. Hey, it Don, depends on the lender. Real quick, some of our get or some of our audience does just listen to the show instead of watch the video, so they may not be able to see the slide that you're showing us right now. Do you mm -hmm. may okay. do you mind if I state so if you have like what we would call a credit um, for a 350 purchase price, we're looking at a monthly payment of about 1433. But mm -hmm. if you don't have a credit, and maybe you have C or D credit, Tara, what would you qualify the 620 guy? Um, any Well, anything under 680, we it, would say would be average credit. Average? And above, you know, 700 to, you know, 850. It's funny, I notice here, so anything 760 to 850 is going to give you best case pricing when you have private mortgage insurance. Ironically, anything over 740 on a regular conventional loan is going to give you best case pricing, which is fantastic. Okay. But if you're just struggling to get your score out of the fives into the sixes, you could be paying over $300 extra a month for the same home. Yes. Because of the rate. Yes, this and is huge. I think the visual on this, if you're listening and you're not following along, definitely go to the MyFICO my and look at this mortgage calculator and plug it in because uh, it's really uh, helpful to be able to see those numbers. Well, and the biggest right. thing right now, Don, and I didn't get a chance to get to my slide, so I'll, I'll go back to it when we're done with your PowerPoint, is today's marketplace, you guys, if I have a client who comes to me with FHA, mm -hmm. which is first-time home buyer, which is nothing wrong with that in the grand scheme of things, buyers buy homes all the time with FHA. Yes, they do. But in a competitive seller market where we're getting a dozen offers, those poor FHA buyers are not getting homes. And I think, too, Rebecca, the reason for that is is that a seller or a seller's agent is going to look at an FHA buyer as an inferior buyer, meaning somebody maybe perhaps who doesn't have a strong credit, as much money down. Well, and let's it's true. An FHA buyer usually is first time, not always. Yep. But the reason why, like, so, you know, I heard you talking to Fry when I got here this morning. Yeah. 
personally, I had to get an FHA loan on the home that I'm in currently. Yes. I have refinanced out of it. But after the downturn, my score wasn't where it was. And some of the guidelines did not allow me to even get into a conventional loan at the time. You're absolutely right. There were a lot of families that were able to get back into the market earlier by taking advantage of an FHA loan because they had shorter waiting periods after things like a bankruptcy or a foreclosure. Or a foreclosure or short sale or whatever the yep. case might have been. So that was mm, eight years ago. Right. Eight years ago, we had tons of homes for sale. Today, we don't have tons of homes for sale. No, we don't have and, enough. <laughs> and no. So when we have a ton of people all fighting for the same home, yeah. our FHA buyers are not getting homes. And honestly, that's why I, I asked Don back on today and why yeah. I asked you to come on and share your wisdom with our with our clients. Our audience. I, our keep, audience. I know I'm yes. calling them our borrowers, our clients, <laughs> our audience, because this is so important because not only is it costing them money to get an FHA loan over a conventional loan, right. but if they don't do the extra work that Dawn's trying to tell us about, because right. I've cut her off already, <laughs> uh, the reason why is they may not even get a house, but if they do get a house, it could cost them 350 bucks extra a month. Well, in seven, I'm not being, I mean, literally 70% of the time I spend with families is educating them on credit and coming up with a strategy to increase their credit score, improve their buying power when home prices have appreciated like they have here in Arizona and mm -hmm. interest rates are on the rise, all of a sudden credit becomes more important than ever. Well, and it is. So Don, I'm going to shut up now and let you Me actually too. finish. So <laughs> you can get a word in edgewise between the two of us. <laughs> no, no worries. Thank you. Those were you no know, great comments. Uh, yeah. So just, just really to kind of emphasize that if you look at the number of people that are struggling in that, you know, kind of below, at least below 650, I mean, it's a lot of people. It's at least 43 million people. Um, so there's a lot of people that fall into that category. Um, and if we look at the scores, just, just to look at credit scores, I, I think it's really important for people to understand because now, thankfully, many people are using credit monitoring and they are aware of their credit scores. I mean, back in 2003, I don't know if you guys remember this, but um, that's when the Fair Credit Reporting Act was amended so that every person would be able to see their credit report and scores. And before that, it was not a law. Well, why you, was it such a mystery to everybody, Dawn? It, it, it is. Oh, it's a very long. We could have a show just on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is it's so it's a. It's an industry that is very secretive. It's very proprietary. The scores are super proprietary and it is, um, it's evolved, I mean, from like the late 1800s, but there's a whole story there that we'll have to, we'll have to cover someday. But, someday on another uh, show. On another show, but I will tell you that, um, you know, it, it is amazing to me that just really since 2003, did we even have the right to see our own credit report and scores? And now, so that's good because people are, are much more aware of them now. So you are However, like tried and convicted super... without even knowing what was on there. Yeah, you yeah, had to yes. go apply for credit to yeah. even find to out. To find out if you yeah. had, we had to apply. Mm -hmm. yeah. And even then, even then, they might tell you the score, but they might just tell you you're denied and yeah. you can't see a copy of your report. So, um, so now that everybody is more aware and the bureaus have then gotten into the credit you know, the consumer credit report business, as opposed to third parties like a mortgage company or a credit card company pulling their credit, 
consumers are aware. What they need to know is there are hundreds of scoring models out there. The only one that they need to care about oh, yeah. as far as <laughs> a mortgage goes is what's called FICO Classic. It's a very old model back yep. from 2004. These are the branded, it's it's Beacon 5, FICO Risk Classic 4, Fair Isaac Version 2. These are the FICO models specifically that anyone who's getting a mortgage is still, they're still using these scores. And there's some huge issues with these particular algorithms. Um, you know, for example, uh, paying off a collection will rarely help you Correct. Um, improve terrible. your score. I mean, there's, it's terrible. there's and everybody would think, okay, I'm going to pay off my debt and it's going to help them. It's counterintuitive. But I say it all the time. It's old, it's outdated, but unfortunately until they change it, we have to play the game. So we, we're going to learn right. how to play the game today. Yes. Um, and then Don, real quick. So one point I want to interject is I love it. I'm sure D Tara's going to giggle when I hear a client just went car shopping and that their credit is a 720 and I just cringe. <laughs> A, because we're trying to buy a house and you just went car shopping, <laughs> and B, that right. credit score is not the same as what we need oh. on um, a mortgage Ours because they use credit totally karma. Different. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, they almost, use credit karma. Yes. So credit karma is not a FICO scoring model. No, it's it a different scoring and, and model. You're and you're laughing because this happens. I'm, I'm laughing because it actually happens almost every day where they say, day. I would prefer you not pull my credit because I already know what my credit score is. And and I go through, I almost wish I had a button that just repeated the things I say over and over again, but it's so important right. for consumers to understand. The other piece of that is they give recommendations on Credit Karma based on that scoring model. And, and so it's the not things the right one that the mortgage. clients are doing in, you know, the road to heck is paved with good intentions, and right? So uh, they're you doing- You can say hell on the show. It's okay. okay. We're, we're PG Okay. Here. So road to and hell is paved with good intentions. And then they end up doing something that ultimately is the complete opposite of what we would have recommended right and and i and i think that that what what tara said is super important that um that that mortgage score you will not as a consumer there's only one place that you can actually see what your mortgage score is and that's to go to my fico yep and it's it's going to be expensive i mean because they'll charge maybe 35 dollars for a report um monitoring is expensive but there you will see all your FICO scores. So there's a that's FICO interesting. score. That's interesting. That's the one we recommend. There's a FICO okay. See, yeah, that's FICO scores for all the different things. That's new info for my next blog, guys, because my old one had nothing about my FICO. <laughs> I had no, I had no idea back when I wrote it 10 the years ago. The colorful circle, yes. 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 And, and one more thing, FICO 8, when, when your credit card company says you get your FICO scores, okay, that is not your mortgage FICO. Correct. That is FICO 8. It is a different version that never got adapted by Fannie and Freddie. Either did FICO 9, either in FICO 10 still hasn't been adopted. So, so we're still stuck with these 2004 models. And when they say this is your FICO score, just know I have seen 100 point differences between FICO 8 and FICO Classic. Isn't that crazy? It's usually the culprit, medical collections. Mm. So they yes. will be looking at the newer version of FICO and it doesn't have the same algorithm. And so uh, I'll, as soon as I see it, I don't even have to scroll down. I said, oh, you most likely have a small medical collection you probably knew nothing about. Mm -hmm. It's a $50 copay and their scores 100 right. points less, which is just crazy. But now we it's need the crazy. time to rectify that. Yeah, so and, let's and talk about that. And the good thing about FICO, FICO 8, 9, and 10 is they all 
count medical debt differently. They realize you didn't try to enter into a medical, uh, you know, you didn't enter into credit. Like you had an accident. Something happened. Hey, Don, we need to take a quick commercial break. I know this is enthralling information, but it should be for those people that need to get their credit score up. So come right back and we'll tell you more. If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button, get mortgage option. Tara Creek and the TK team have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision. It deserves a strategic approach. The TK team provides you with a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score, helping you qualify for better rates and terms. Visit the TKteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you make the best decisions. The TK team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century already. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for your realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. However, my experience doesn't matter nearly as much as my clients' experience. I dare you to Google me. You'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Hi, my name is Rob Sell. I'm with Sell Home Inspections. Been doing home inspections in the Valley for about 20 years. I do a variety of home inspections from new builds, resale, commercial, multifamily units, fourplexes, duplexes, and even on up from there. I can be reached at 602-908-7355. Again, 602-908-7355. Thank you and I appreciate and I look forward to hearing from you. purchasing a home or refinancing. We know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Lawyer's Title is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest group of title insurance underwriters, Lawyer's Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud. Creating solutions that save time and money for everyone, ask a realtor or a loan officer today about using Lawyer's Title on your next real estate transaction. Lawyer's Title is a member of the Fidelity National Financial Family. Thanks for joining us. I know it was just a quick commercial, but here we're back. And I just wanted to interject with Dawn real quick. We're talking FICO scores and the cost of credit or bad credit, that is. Yeah. And how we are going to help people get back into conventional financing that are currently stuck in that FHA box that's not helping them get a house today. Correct. So, Don, um, we were just talking before the break about the FICO scores. I see Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian on your slide right now. And those are the three different bureaus that, that comprise your score, right? That's correct. And they each have their own branded version with FICO. FICO is a, Fair Isaac is a separate company. The bureaus do have their own credit scores, but they're like Vantage score. They're not FICO, what what we call sort of FACO scores. That's like all those other hundreds of scores. I, I need to use that, FACO scores. I like no, it. that's your FACO score, honey. No. no yeah, no, no. Credit, karma, credit Karma is a FACO score. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, so it's, it's just important to know that you whatever score you're looking at is is probably not 
your mortgage score. Got that's, it. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And one of the other misconceptions I hear all the time is they think they use the average or can they use the highest? Or if there's two borrowers, they're going to put one borrower first because they have better credit. So Isn't it the mid score for both? It's the middle of the three scores and the lower of the, the two. Right. So if you have, have two, two borrowers, mm-hmm. yeah, the inferior score is going to take the lead on that, unfortunately. I always get so, so irritated so that my husband that has a higher score than me and we have the same damn debt on there. Spouses are so competitive. Oh, I, makes me crazy. I hear that all the time. They're like, I beat him. Yes. <laughs> Vice versa. <laughs> That is, that is such a such a great point, Tara, because people will have like a 620 and a 625 and then a 750. Yes. And they think, you know, and it's like, nope, you have a 625. <laughs> yeah. And a have. lot of the creditors, and correct me if I'm wrong, Don, they pay to provide this information to the credit bureaus. And so they'll only sometimes report the information to two of the three bureaus. And so it's not uncommon for us to see two of the bureaus lower than the third. Exactly right. And, and Ooh, that's interesting. One, just one one bureau even. I didn't even yes. know that. So that's, I learned another thing new today. So that basically yeah. each bureau could be totally different information. Yep. A lot of it could uh, obviously will be the same, but could be very different. And that's why you guys take the low middle score of the two co-borrowers when you're getting mm-hmm. a mortgage loan. Yeah. Ooh, that I was would, a mouthful. I would say 99% <laughs> of the time that every what's on each of the three bureaus will be different. Correct. Yep. I would agree with that. Interesting. Even when they report, somebody can cycle their credit card cycles. They have a statement balance. We pull the credit and only one of the three bureaus or two of the three bureaus have picked up that update. So it's just not all instantaneous real time on all three bureaus. Got it. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, it is crazy how different, and then every algorithm is different. So each bureau is going to have a different score and different reporting almost always. Yep. Okay. So in these scores, I've seen many, many times, and Tara, you've probably seen this a thousand times where there's more than a hundred point difference between the three bureaus. Yep. Absolutely. And like I said, it's usually because there's something on there that's reporting on only one or two of the bureaus. Oh, look at, she's got a fancy... PowerPoint. So going I have on here. a little. <laughs> so this is something. Okay, very rarely do you get any insight into FICO without, like Tara being in the mortgage business where you're running. You know, you're ex- you have experience with it. This was um, something that happened several years ago, and it was updated in a um, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau report in 2012. But there's just very little information. So FICO actually said, "What happens when these derogatories occur?" Okay, so the thing that you have to know first is that everybody's on a scorecard. We don't know how many scorecards there are, but there's at least 12. Um, every and a scorecard would be like if you had a bankruptcy, you're on the bankruptcy scorecard. If you have a thin credit file, so very little credit, no history, um, that is really you're interesting. On a thin file. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, okay. just seeing this outlined right here in front of me, basically what Dawn has on her slide, for those of you guys listening to us, is she's got a side-by-side comparison of a person with a 680 FICO versus a 780 FICO. The 680 person has six credit accounts with an eight-year history. They're basically um, using about half the credit available to them, and they got a couple lates in, you know, a year or two ago. That's the average 680 person. The average 780 person has more than 10 credit accounts 
with more than a 15-year history. They have a balance of only a 15 to 25% on their credit card limits. You got to love it. They want to give credit to people who don't need it or not using it. That's and there's, right. Right? And then there's no late payments, no collections, or other major derogatories. So if your goal right. is to get to a 780, which I'm really close to, but I don't know that I have 10 credit accounts. And the reason is, is I like to pay things off and use cash. Yeah. And, right, and so right. I never well, heard. go through. Okay, go I'll ahead. I'll go through. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I didn't say, I mean, that's good to hear that all these things, because I've got like three credit cards, I think, and I barely use them, but I use them enough and I'm just underneath that 780. So it's interesting to see. I, I actually need to open up a couple more, but then then they'd be new. So I don't know if that would actually, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if that I, would I have I, I have a couple of slides that I'll go through super fast okay. that basically give you um, what we call the FICO high achievers. Those are people with over at 800. Ooh. So it gives you little tidbits on what what those high achievers do. I want to be a high achiever. <laughs> okay, so, so basically these two people are on two different credits. Uh, uh, scorecards uh -huh. and the algorithms are so complex they can't say oh what's going to happen if I pay off this credit card well I the algorithm's too complex you can run a simulator Tara has access to simulators we run lots of simulators um, which is huge <laughs> um, but you can't just guess even though even with tons of experience I'll look at it and I'll think it'll go up 100 points and it'll go up 10 you know you just don't know you just don't know so, this is what this is what FICO has said. So let's take the person with the 680 card and we're going to max out their credit card. That person is going to be hit 10 to 30 points. Okay. But on a 780, they're going to be hit even higher. So it's sort of like the higher your score is, the harder you're going to fall the, with any of these made any the of these further you have to fall. Events. That is correct. Yeah, but one little 30-day so, late can be massive. So if you're marginal massive. with your credit then maybe having a 30-day late is going to be painful. But if you've got excellent credit, that one 30-day late... It's going to change the game for you. And that, it, as it, we it, saw it, the mortgage payment yeah. differences, that could be hundreds of dollars a month on your mortgage payment, depending on what your FICO score is. Oh, I've is. had clients with Hundreds perfect, of dollars a month. Yes, I've That's had clients huge. with perfect credit mm -hmm. that co-signed for their children's student loans. And oh. then the child forgot to renegotiate whatever student loan payment they were in. And the student loan companies don't report with the 30 or 60 day late. They actually don't hit the credit bureaus until you're 90 days late. Ouch. So they go That's from right. perfect credit to a 90 day delinquency on their credit and their score drops down into the low 600s. Yeah, 135 yeah. points. That's exactly what we saw. Yep. And it Ouch. was mind boggling. Ouch. And the student loan companies would not remove that late. But so, okay. So time out. I got a kid in college and she's got student student loans and I'm pretty certain my name is associated with so those. you need to care yes you do oh my gosh so how how as a parent do you make sure that this doesn't happen to you because I'm pretty close to that 780 so if you're an obligator on that student loan it's really your responsibility to manage that credit as your own so mm -hmm. it's great that they're paying it or they're responsible for you know negotiating payments but you want to be a listed point of contact so if there are delinquencies you're aware of them okay that's exactly right. Fair enough. Yeah, cosign, and I and we see a lot of cosigners on auto loans as well. Yes, we do. And, oh, and that's painful. And, uh, it's horrible. I just would encourage, if possible, never be a cosigner. That's just going to put my little 
Yeah, we talked about that. Don, do you have children? You have children, right? You know how easy that is. I do, and you know what I did for my for my sons and from both my son and my daughter. I added them as an authorized user. Mm -hmm. I would never be a co-signer on a credit card, but I added them as an authorized user. I had the card sent to me. I cut it up. Yeah, and they never had (laughs) access to it, but my son now owns a house. So that's awesome. And I did do that for my daughter, too. I was just kind of teasing. I'm really excited for your next slide because you may not see it on your screen. Oh, there it is. Um, So I thought this is when I saw Dawn in this little old cafeteria in Central Phoenix with this slide up. I was like, the light bulb went off because I'm like, oh, my gosh, finally, somebody who shows really what percentage of your credit goes to what behavior. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So your payment history is a third of your score. What you owe is another third. So just there alone is so huge. Yeah. And when we're doing those simulators, 99% of the time we're paying down credit cards because immediate, the most quickest and fastest and efficient way to increase a borrower's credit score that they have control over is the balances on their credit cards. And so um, I'm sure we're going to dive into that. But once again, you have to know how to play the game. Well, so right. And, and, and I think the good point here is that People get very depressed because they have a late, they had something charge off, yes. but it is, it is 35%. It's not a hundred percent. Right. Score. Yep. There's other things it, they can do. That they can there do. There are other things. So the yeah. length and credit history, I just want to interject ladies, because mm-hmm. I know you both are proponents and I've done it myself for my 22 year old daughter, now almost 23. When she got her first card, I made her an authorized user on yep. one of our oldest Visa cards or MasterCards that we had. Yep. And that's what she was able to even get a car loan with on her own, which was super cool. Yeah. So that said, you do pick up, like when you're strategically planning or which card to maybe put a loved one on, mm-hmm. whether it's a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a kid or whoever, mm-hmm. you want to pick your oldest best card. That you don't hardly that's, use, that's right. right? That is correct. That's right. And then the other side of it is you really want to make sure that your the individual themselves has sufficient credit above and beyond the authorized user account. So sure. the authorized mm-hmm. user account in and of itself won't be enough necessarily to get them a mortgage, for example. Sure. Um, however, right. it's a fantastic way for them to start establishing credit. Their own their credit. Own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they can go get the Home Depot card or yes. go get the Kohl's well, then, card. Then yes. they can get a card that even pays you back cash. You know, right. They can get a better card. As not opposed a to a secured card. card where they're paying mm-hmm. money for it. Awesome. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay, exciting stuff. Um, Let's hear more. Woohoo. Okay, so so the payment, really the payment history, the key thing to know is really the last two years are the most important. Yeah. Um, of course, these things can stay on your credit for seven years, but it's not going to impact. Once it's been four years, it really doesn't impact you that much, as long as you have all positive credit going forward. And the cool thing about credit is that you can sort of reinvent yourself, right? After yep. seven years, you can start over. It isn't stay, it isn't like a criminal conviction, you know, that's gonna stay on your record forever. So you can do things, uh, just be smart and and stay on things, put things on auto pay, make sure that you're not gonna miss, because as we saw, that just one, one late. Well, and I think the biggest mistake that consumers make is that it's like touch the stove, you know, first shame on you, then shame on me. And I think people get paralyzed 
in their experience with credit and they just go, I'm out, right? I'm paying cash. Right. I'm not doing it. And so I tell people it's like being frozen in time. Right. I said, that's a good the, analogy. It is. And I said, the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. And it's the most immediate past behavior. Mm-hmm. So we need to start generating some positive payment history to overcome what's recently happened. Well, like Don just said, the last two years are the most important. Right. But one thing I think both of you guys need to mention is, don't these reports only last seven years? So if they had something tragic maybe happen a decade ago, is that still going to pop up on the report today? Bankruptcies stay on for 10 years. Bankruptcies are 10? People always say seven years. Yeah, I always thought it was seven. And I don't know exactly where that came from because it's not even a specific waiting period. But um, for the Statute of limitations probably. Maybe. Mm -hmm. It's it's part of the the Fair Credit Reporting Act requires that. But, well, actually, it it allows them to report up to 10 years just for the public record. But the accounts that... We're in the BK. They fall off after seven years. Yeah. Got to oh. love having an attorney on here to set I straight. I love it. I was going to say, I'm going to put her on my speed dial. And, <laughs> hey, um, and, and I actually did that just recently. Dawn, you know, I had that one buyer who's in the FHA bucket right now, and she couldn't wait a day to get advice on who to pay what to. <laughs> so we are right now waiting for the rapid rescore to come back and tell us what she did, if it's going to work. Because we don't know. So she didn't get a simulator? Oh, no. She wouldn't wait for anybody. She, on a Sunday, decided just to pay off a bunch of stuff on her own. So not that that's bad, <laughs> but we just hope that get she did it the right advice. way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would have rather... But you're... Is it Yolanda? Uh, Yolanda? Yobana. Yobana. Sorry, not the easiest name to remember. She was super sweet and did talk to her over this past weekend and said, you know, because there was no collections, I need to rewind to the collection part of this because we're already kind of running out of time for the show. And so many people come to us, you know, in an FHA bucket and they do have some medical collections. So can you even get them a mortgage loan, Tara, if they have outstanding collections? Yes. So first of all, medical collections in and of themselves are most times not even required to be paid. However, being on the credit report still adversely affects the score. So the reason that we are attacking those medical collections is driven by the credit score and therefore the terms are eligible for more so than the collection itself. Okay. So yeah, and, and it's driven by this horrible old FICO score. It's so dumb. I, I really wish they would change it. You know, they've been talking about it for 10 years. Um, yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I think is worth saying, I want to go to the amounts owed. So assuming I have a borrower who only uses two credit cards, they put everything on the cards for cash back and points and your credit bureaus. That's kind of me. Uh huh. So your credit cards only report to the credit bureaus once a month. And mm-hmm. what they say is what your statement balance is at that time. Well, if you only have two credit cards you're using and you put large amounts of money on them each month, but you pay them off every single month as evidence through this trended payment mm-hmm. history, that should not adversely affect your credit. And so on these newer versions of FICO, they're making changes that would represent that. And the version they're using for mortgage lending, they're not. So somebody who does that has to know I'm going to be applying for a mortgage loan. And so I'm going to be intentional about paying that credit card balance down before it cycles before I so get a statement with that sure, statement yeah. balance. And I usually do actually pay right before they're due. That's, yes. And I just, because I'm weird and That's how that you way. avoid it reporting <laughs> to the credit boards. Yes. Got it. Okay. That's right. And and I, and I will say you hear this number 30% a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30% of your balance divided by your credit limit, that's the credit utilization. 
that is the U.S. average, but you the best that 10. you can do is when it's less than 10%. It's the so irony you, there is just unbelievable. <laughs> Again, because I'll get like my first-time homebuyers who want to go buy a house and yes. they don't have any credit. And so to try to explain to them that you need to get credit and not use it, but use it just enough, yeah. you know, so that you... Right. I say $25. Go so, get $25 yes. in gas and then get the bill and then pay it off and then do it again. But that's <laughs> playing the game. And when yes. you learn the rules of engagement, that's the way to succeed. Yeah. It's unfortunate that that really is what it is because credit should be just a representation of your credit risk. That's all it's really intended to be. But it is important to be educated so you can play the game. Play the game. Uh, Don, do you have... I think you've got like a gazillion more slides for us. Are there any others that you feel are really important that we hit today? Um, no, I don't think so. I think just a couple key points, just, um, you know, a lot of people think that they should close their credit cards. Not a good idea. Um, you know, if you can help it. So if there's a reason you have to close it, like you're paying a high annual fee, whatever, then do it, but it will not help your score. Just know that. Yep. Um, because it's going to remove this your credit limit, it's removing that, it's removing this, the available your credit mm -hmm. history, which is 10% yep. of your score. And um, FICO High Achievers, their oldest account is 25 years old and the average age of their accounts is 11 years. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, I that is my goal. I'm gonna become a high achiever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I have enough credit yet, but I'm going to work on it. I'm so. going to do like a little video with a high achiever, like award certificate. Right. For everybody who goes through your Dave Ramsey's. Um, hey, Dawn, do me a favor. Why don't you stop sharing your screen so we can see you before we uh, sign off? Uh, I will have the full PowerPoint presentation available on our website at gratefulheart.com. And or I'm sorry, gratefulhearttv.tv. And I'll also write a blog and include that so that way anybody who wants this PowerPoint presentation, since we didn't get through all of it, we only got through about half of it. And mm -hmm. I'm sure, Don, it's full of great information. I thank you so much for your time today. You are just a gem. And, you know, out of curiosity, because I'm going to go back and make sure everybody knows how to get a hold of you or a Price Law Group if they need you. But what's the difference between needing you versus your husband and his services at Go Clean? How do you know what level of necessity you might need in order to get your mortgage um, that you really want to get in the future with your help? So if, if there is something wrong, like, you know, this is a debt I don't owe. This is not my account. I paid this and it's still reporting a balance. Anything that you know was wrong, that is where I can help and, and I can litigate that. If it's something where it's like, yeah, that's my debt. Um, I'm not sure the balance is right, but I think I owe it. I don't know who this collection agency is. That is something that you would use credit repair. So that would be something that that dispute process could help potentially remove that reporting yeah. or at least correct it. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you tremendously. And I want to thank you again for your time, Don. I'll make sure that now that people know if it's wrong, go to you. If it's yeah. right, but they don't like it, they'll go to your husband for help <laughs> right. over at Go Clean Credit. Thank you again. It's been a pleasure. And now we understand truly the cost of credit. Let's go figure out how to fix it. <laughs> Have a great day. Thank so you, Don. Great job. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Oh my goodness, I hope you guys enjoyed those shows. The first one with Don McCraw over at Price Law Group. The best way to get a hold of her is if you go to 866-210-1722. 
Se habla espanol in case you guys need some Spanish services. Dawn is amazing. And what she told us on her show was, if you know the information is wrong, you go to her. But if you know it's right, maybe you don't like it very much, but you need some help cleaning up that credit, you go to Go Clean Credit where her husband is holding down the realm. And the best number to get a hold of them is 866-991-4885. There is a couple different services they offer, whether it's full service or do it yourself. Neither one of them could you go wrong with. And of course, let's not forget Tara Krieg of AmeriFirst Financial, the TK team. You can find them at tkteam.us. You can email them also at tkteam at amerifirst.us or just give them a call 480-344-1951 and just a reminder if you want to get into her class that she's starting in April the one that goes for nine weeks and hopefully by the end is going to show you the road that you need to take in order to have financial freedom go to fpu.com forward slash 1135780 that's 1135780 that's the class number I believe when you log on to fpu.com. Hope you guys enjoyed both episodes. Again, let us know how we can help. Have a fantastic day. What a great show. And thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. Otherwise, we'll have another show for you again right here next Monday at 11 a.m. Arizona time. I'm on vacation every single day Cause I love my occupation Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation every single day Every, every single day